It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, my friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, the Wednesday edition brought to you by Ryan Holiday Book. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can, a philosophy sports teams across the country are successfully adapting. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever bookstores are sold. Welcome into a Wednesday edition. Billy Rossetti with you guys here. We are going to take a bit of a look today at the Panthers' upcoming opponent on Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals, giving you some a uh, little bit of notes, some numbers, things like that on the Panthers' opponent this week. And... Uh, kind of in preparation, too, for tomorrow's crossover Thursday with Bo Brack and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. Cardinals, of course, coming in at 2-1 and one, uh, after victories over the San Francisco 49ers in Week 1 and the Washington football team in Week 2, but they're coming off a loss in Week 3 to the Detroit Lions, and I actually went back and watched those games a little bit. Actually, the last two specifically, Washington and Detroit. Watched them a little bit earlier today uh, to start to get a little bit more of a feel for this team. And the Cardinals have certainly become an exciting team to watch, especially on the offensive side of the football. Um, Kyler Murray obviously taking a, a big step forward here in year two along with head coach Cliff Kingsbury. And the biggest... Certainly the biggest reason for that, or one of the biggest reasons for that, is, of course, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, who, of course, is already becoming, uh, he's already the big weapon in Arizona, as we expected him to. He has 32 catches through three games so far, uh, 356 yards, one touchdown. So, you know, it's not like we need to touch much on uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's, um, He's the big dog. But one guy that's been stepping up so far this season for the for the Cardinals in these first three games has been Andy Isabella, their second-round pick from 2019. Actually, basically the guy they got in exchange for Josh Rosen, if, if you think about it. That was the pick. If you remember back to last year's draft, um, we're getting late into the second round. Cardinals, of course, obviously had already drafted Kyler Murray number one overall, but they still have... Josh Rosen sitting in there, and the question, of course, became, hey, what's going to happen between Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen? I mean, listen, we we knew Kyler Murray was going to be the guy with a, a new coaching staff. So, of course, the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen to Miami, and, of course, as we know, Miami uh, no longer has Rosen. They cut him. He's now on the practice squad with the Buccaneers. But uh, Miami opted or uh, acquired uh, acquired. Josh Rosen sent a second-round pick in exchange, and Arizona used that second-round pick to select 
Andy Isabella. And Isabella so far actually has the second most receiving yards on the Cardinals team so far with 114 on six catches. Now he's fourth among the Cardinals receivers uh, in receptions. Larry Fitzgerald has 12 and Chase Edmonds has eight. But Edmonds only has 49 receiving yards so far and Fitzgerald's 12 catches have only netted him 84 yards. So seven catch, seven yards per reception. While Andy Isabella, though, six catches for 114 yards and two touchdowns so far. So quietly, Isabella has become uh, one of the uh, a good receiver in this Arizona offense so far. So while DeAndre Hopkins obviously is going to be the guy that the Panthers have to keep note of, Isabella is going to be another guy that um, you at least have to, you know, out of the corner of your eye, I guess we'll say, uh, watch him as well. So Isabella is going to be interesting to watch. Um, and then, of course, in the running game, we know we know Kenyon Drake's been the guy so far. He's carried 54 times so far for 219 yards and one touchdown. So he's averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Kyler Murray doing damage as well in the running game. In fact, he's he's already got four rushing touchdowns. So really, that's where most of the the Cardinals scoring damage has been done so far was from the legs of Kyler Murray. Four rushing touchdowns, including, of course, what was an incredible run uh, against Detroit last week to score one of those touchdowns. But Murray, uh, 75 for 113 this season. For 786 passing yards, and uh, he's thrown for four touchdowns. So he's thrown for four touchdowns, and he's rushed for four touchdowns. So he's already accounted for eight touchdowns. But number that you know might rise or raise a little bit of eyebrows so far. He's already got five interceptions this season. Of course, three of them came at the uh, three of them came at the hands of the Detroit Lions. Last week, now not not all of those interceptions certainly were on Kyler Murray. You know, one in particular was just a uh, a tremendous play, I thought, by by uh, Jeff Okuda, the rookie corner. And of course, the Panthers will see these guys in Week Eleven, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. But uh, still, five interceptions, which right now is actually uh, third most in the NFL. Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz both so far have six interceptions. But his four four passing touchdowns, um, you know, not obviously that high in the NFL, especially when you've got Russell Wilson doing his thing with 14. Josh Allen has 10 so far. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes have nine each. But again... The uh, the four rushing touchdowns have helped elevate him a little bit. So I mean, if eight total touchdowns certainly puts him, you know, right up there among the top of the uh, or near the top of the quarterbacks list. So Kyler Murray doing his thing. You know, other than those five interceptions, he's been doing quite well so far this season, and he's going to be obviously where the defense is going to start their attention. They've got to be able to get pressure on him. Got to be able to, and we talked about this on the uh, the crossover that you guys will hear tomorrow. 
about how Detroit was able to contain Kyler Murray and that being one of the key reasons why Detroit was able to hang tight and ultimately win that game on Sunday, giving Detroit their first victory of the season. But Kyler Murray, got to find a way to contain him, and then certainly the rushing attack. You know, Kenyon Drake, uh, once again, being one of the top guys. He's currently tied for ninth in rushing right now in the NFL, tied with uh, Zeke Elliott, 219 yards. Uh, you know, for comparison's sake, or for uh, for a bit of context, the leading rushers right now, there's two two rushers that are over 300 yards so far through three weeks. Derrick Henry has 319, and Aaron Jones has 303. Uh, Kenyon Drake, of course, again, he's found the end zone once so far uh, in the rushing attack. And then in the receiving game, uh, he hasn't found the end zone yet, but he does have five catches for 20 yards. So those are Kenyon Drake's numbers. And again, uh, it's not just Kenyon Drake that the Panthers have to be worried about out of the backfield. It's also Chase Edmonds. You know, he hasn't gotten much work in the rushing game, 12 carries, 43 yards. But like I said earlier, eight catches, 49 yards, third most catches so far on this Arizona Cardinals team. So Chase Edmonds has been uh, a really nice backup so far um, for for Kenyon Drake. And um, actually, for for fun, Kyler Murray is actually 18th so far in the league in rushing with 187 yards. I mean, he's got more more rushing yards so far than guys like uh, jo- Jonathan Taylor, guys like Sony Michelle. Guys like uh, Chris Carson, Devin Singletary. He even has more rushing. Now, again, this is obviously in one more game. But Christian McCaffrey, buck 56 through two games. He even has more rushing yards than Alvin Kamara. But again, Alvin Kamara has been doing a lot of damage in the passing game as well. But it's just kind of interesting to see where uh, where Kyler Murray kind of stands and I mean, he's only got three three less rushing yards than Miles Sanders. But again, Miles Sanders has only played two games, while Kyler Murray has played three. But Kyler Murray just showing that he's been getting getting it done with his legs. So that's going to be one of the biggest keys uh, to stopping this Arizona Cardinals team. And uh, offensive, as far as the offensive line, I mean, this is quite the uh, the veteran offensive line group that the Panthers are going to be going up against. Uh, DJ Humphreys, of course, after getting that big extension last season, still manning the left tackle position. And then you've got Justin Pugh, of course, the former New York Giant, manning left guard. Uh, Mason Cole's been banged up, so Lamont Galliard, their sixth-round pick from last year, uh, has been starting at center. And then two veterans on the right side of the line, J.R. Sweezy and Kelvin Beecham. So that's what the... That's what the Panthers' D-line can be looking forward to this season for uh, as far as the offense. And uh, Dan Arnold at tight end had a couple catches last week as we're you know starting to see the tight end uh, involved a little bit more as well in this offense. So, you know, obviously some, uh, you know, plenty of talent, a, a pretty good offensive line. So it's going to be a good offense that this Panthers team is going to be up again. So um, 
defense just has to continue to step up and just kind of have the type of game that they did last week against the Chargers. So that should be uh, that should be fun to see. So that's kind of a a touch right now on the offensive side of the ball regarding the Arizona Cardinals. We'll look at some of the numbers on the defensive side of the ball where the Cardinals stand and get you guys kind of tuned up for that. But first, a big thank you to our sponsors, our friends over at Visa. Now more than ever, it's important to show support for your team and your community. Visa and the National Football League know that local businesses help your community move the ball downfield. Small businesses everywhere are overcoming challenges in these new times thanks to teammates like you and Visa. Because when everyone pitches in, everyone benefits. Being loyal to local businesses ignites growth and supports all of us and our communities. Because they know that where you shop matters, Visa urges you to support local retailers who are making shopping safe and reliable. And remember, tap to pay with a contactless Visa wherever you see the contactless symbol to help support your community. Visa, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as we flip things around, as we take a look at the defensive side of the ball, this has been an active defense so far through these first three weeks. And I'll tell you what position two, or or, what position group has really been uh, impressing me in these first couple of games, and that's the defensive line of the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, it starts with Chandler Jones, who's... Still been doing fantastic for uh, for the Cardinals, just kind of doing his thing as as he always does. But a uh, a guy who's really been doing damage so far for the Cardinals and really really disrupting opposing offenses is Jordan Phillips, and we we ended up talking about him as well on the crossover and the fact that. Uh, Arizona really didn't have strong players on the interior of the defensive line to really try to kind of blow up um, blow up opposing offenses, run games, things like that. Jordan Phillips has absolutely been doing that. He's seemingly been kind of all over the field. You know, he um, he might only have three tackles, but he also already has two sacks and Two sacks through three games for a defensive tackle is usually pretty darn good. And not just him, but uh, Corey Peters has also had himself a solid start to the season as well. He has eight tackles so far, and he also has two sacks. I mean, this team has been uh, really active when it comes to uh, when it comes to sacking the quarterbacks. You know, just run through the, the, the numbers right now. Hassan Reddick has two sacks. Corey Peters has two. Devin Kennard has two. Zach Allen has one. Chandler Jones has one. 
Jordan Phillips is two. Angela Blackson has one. I mean, and this is just through three games. They've been doing, uh, you know, so they've been really getting to the quarterback. They got to Stafford a couple times last week, uh, rattled Dwayne Haskins in week two, and, of course, even got to Jimmy Garoppolo. This team has been on fire, especially in the front seven, and it starts with that defensive line. I've really been impressed with the the motor and the strength of Jordan Phillips on that front line. So if there's one guy, obviously Chandler Jones is going to be one of the first guys you look at on this defensive line. But Jordan Phillips, this interior offensive line, is going to have to do a great job of containing him and really Corey uh, Corey Peters for for that matter as well. If they can contain these guys and, and Zach Allen then they might be able to move the football. But if not, then I, I think this this D-line can have a, a field day. Linebackers, very veteran-heavy right now. You got a couple of free agents in there uh, with Devondre Campbell coming over from the Falcons. Uh, Jordan Hicks, I mean, he's been in Arizona for a couple of years, uh, former Philadelphia Eagle, former Chip Kelly draft pick, uh, but he's still been doing well in the middle of that defense. And then uh, Devin Kennard, coming over from the Detroit Lions, had a, a really nice day against his former team. So you've got a you've got a really good linebacking crew here as well. And you noticed I haven't I didn't say Isaiah Simmons. And that's because Isaiah Simmons really hasn't played so far or really hasn't played much so far. And that's actually the uh what we let off our the crossover segment with Alex and Bo uh, which you'll hear tomorrow. So uh, I encourage you to check that out tomorrow to get a feel for how those guys feel, why Isaiah Simmons hasn't played much so far in these first three weeks, but why he could see more playing time in week four because of the injuries that this team has suffered so far in the backfield. And that's because uh, Buda Baker has been banged up. And um, Chris Banjo suffered an injury last week. So uh, they've had a couple of injuries so far in that backfield. And it, it turns out Buda Baker actually ended up with surgery for uh, for his thumb injury that he actually played through against the Lions. But he's going to, going to have surgery on that thumb. So we are... So I don't think we're going to see Buda Baker, and that's a big loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they were already without Jalen Thompson, who uh, who was banged up, but losing because uh, he he's on injured reserve now, uh, and losing Buda Baker now is going to certainly hurt this team. And then you know we'll have to see the status as well of uh, Chris Banjo, who. Uh, who was starting to play pretty well as well. But again, Buda Baker, it's tough. It's really tough. They're hoping that Baker only misses one game, but that is going to be this week uh, against Carolina. So it's safe to say at this point, and we touched on it as well in the crossover, that Buda Baker will not play on Sunday against the Panthers. So that should help the Panthers. But again, you know, they still got some other solid guys. Byron Murphy has been playing well 
at the corner position. Um, and then another free agency pickup in that group as well. Drake Kirkpatrick coming over from the Cincinnati Bengals. He's had a, a pretty solid start to the season as well. So at least, let, you know, let's look at the numbers real quick now too, at least in terms of the leading tackle. And actually, Buda Baker, um, and we talked about this on Monday when we started kind of the preview of the Cardinals, Buda Baker led the way with eight tackles. And so um, that, like I said, is going to, is going to be a tough break for, uh, you know, a tough loss for this team as he was their leading tackler so far through three weeks with 28 followed by Devondre Campbell with, or Buda Baker had 28 followed by Devondre Campbell at 23, Jordan Hicks, 21, Chris Banjo, 19. So uh, the, the Cardinals could be without two of their top four tacklers in this game if Banjo can't go. And then Drake Kirkpatrick with 11, Hassan Reddick with 9. Uh, Interceptions-wise, uh, so far so far this team actually hasn't even recorded an interception, interestingly enough. And we know uh, Teddy Bridgewater has done a, a good job of taking care of the football. So if the Panthers can keep that stretch going of, of no interceptions, then, um, then that'll certainly tilt the uh the arrow or you know move the needle a little bit toward their side so it's all about just continuing to uh to take care of the football uh on offense for the Carolina Panthers because then this is still a a very active defense and this front seven is really fun to watch so this offensive line is going to have another really tough test this week and depending on the um, depending on the status of some of these guys uh, on the Panthers O line, uh, will determine how much of an edge the uh, the Cardinals are going to have in the trenches. So really curious how the injury news shapes up this week and how these two units kind of match up against each other. But uh, it's going to be a t- it's going to be a tough one for sure. But I'm uh, I'm excited to see how this all plays out because these are two uh, pretty exciting teams still to watch so far this season. So overall, like I said, I I think this is a a pretty darn good Arizona Cardinals team. Now, of course, you know, think what you will about the fact that their last two games have been against teams that obviously a lot might not have uh, thought are really good. You know, they pretty much dominated Washington for most of the game, which, you know, you also kind of expect – a performance like that and you would hope for a performance like that for most of the game but then of course losing last week to the Detroit Lions so but they still have that win in week one over the 49ers the come from behind uh, come from behind victory late in the game you know that game winning drive by Kyler Murray so still looking like a solid team and still should be a, a tough test for the Carolina Panthers now Will having fans play a factor? You, I mean, you would think it would certainly fire up the Panthers to finally have an opportunity to play in front of actual fans as those tickets actually just went on sale Wednesday morning. Uh, I, t- I took a look at them. Ticketmaster still has some groups of three and groups of four tickets still available. Now, again, 
because of COVID and the way they've been blocking off these tickets, you can't just get like, you know, two of the three tickets. It has to be uh, in three. So, I mean, I guess if you just want to go with someone else but still want to get the group of three tickets, you can. Just know you're basically buying an extra ticket. But that's kind of how it's going to work. Um, but we know, of course, it's uh, a little over 5,000 fans and change uh, that are going to be allowed at least this week. Hopefully, again, that number will continue to grow. But it's definitely going to be exciting to actually see fans in the stadium for the first time this season. and uh, Or not, not just first time in Carolina, but the Panthers' first time all season getting to play in front of fans. Of course, there were no fans when they were down in Tampa and no fans when they were out in Los Angeles. So... We'll see what happens there, uh, but it should be uh, should be a fun time to finally see fans, and again, should be a good game. Uh, and you know, history does, of course, favor the the Cardinals, or excuse me, does favor the Panthers. Excuse me. Uh, this will be the 18th all-time meeting between the Panthers and the Cardinals. The Panthers have won. 12 of the previous 17 meetings, including, of course, the 2015 NFC Championship and, of course, their meeting last season, between, uh, which included the 76-yard touchdown run by Christian McCaffrey, the game the Panthers went on to win 38-20. to That, of course, was Kyle Allen's first start as Panthers quarterback after taking over for an injured Cam Newton. And, of course, that began a four-game winning streak for the Panthers. But, as we know, those uh, those wins, after that win, obviously, the wins became, of course, few and far between. But that was the start of the four straight wins for the Panthers. And, again, they do have the overall series lead on the Cardinals, 12-5. to That includes 2-1 to in the postseason, including, of course, that NFC championship game. So, Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. See what happens on Sunday. Should be a fun one. One o'clock on Fox. Uh, We'll get you, you know, we know it'll be Kevin Kugler and Chris Spielman on the call. And of course, uh, we'll talk about that as I always do on Friday, get you guys the full broadcast lineups for all the games and let you guys know what games you'll be getting depending on what parts of the area or you know particularly in the North Carolina and South Carolina areas what games you'll be getting this week uh we do know one game now that won't be going on on Sunday afternoon and I thought I'd uh just touch on that real quick just to kind of show too that the Panthers have been lucky so far with the COVID-19 Obviously, we've all seen the news at this point that um, the Tennessee Titans had a COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, four players now, after an additional one was tested positive, four players and five team personnel members all tested positive. And so the Titans facility has been shut down until Saturday. And the NFL has already made the decision to postpone Sunday's game between the Steelers and the Titans. And in all likelihood, as 
uh, the way this, uh, like Coach Mike Tomlin on Wednesday had been talking, and there, there was even news saying that this, even the CBS crew has been told that uh, the likely possibility now is that the game is going to be played on Monday night. So we'll have double the Monday night football again this week, uh, but I would imagine CBS is going to keep the game. So that'll be neat to have two Monday night games, one on CBS and one on ESPN. Of course, the normal Monday night game this week is the Falcons against the Packers, but Steelers-Titans looking like it'll be played on Monday night after originally being on Sunday. And this was you know, kind of the first big test for the NFL in terms of the COVID-19 outbreak. So again, just to kind of show that the Panthers have been pretty lucky in terms of uh, in terms of the COVID-19 and uh, dealing with it and really not having any cases. I mean, we the Panthers as, in general, of course, have really only had to place a couple of players on the COVID on the COVID list. And really right now, they don't even have anybody now on, on the COVID list. Chris Reed, I think, was the last one, if I remember correctly, to uh, – or when he came off, I think he was the only player on the list as – you know, even if you look at the the depth chart on uh, our lads and their reserve list, it's all players either on IR, be it McCaffrey, Keith Kirkwood, Omar Bayless, Eli Apple, or the non-football injury list in the case of Michael Pilardi. So nobody on the COVID reserve list right now for the Panthers, which is great news. Uh, hopefully they continue to to keep it that way. Obviously they don't have to worry about the, uh, the Titans are the Steelers. Now, of course, the Titans just played the Vikings, and they had to shut down their facility a little bit. But there were no positive tests at all coming from the Minnesota Vikings, which is obviously a really great sign, especially since they were at home uh, against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Um, Minnesota, of course, is who the Panthers will see in Week 12. So there's still a lot of time for... That to subside anyway with Minnesota, but um, you know, good to see that they didn't have any positive tests at all anyway. So uh, very fortunate in that sense. Hopefully Tennessee can uh, can overcome this and we'll be able to uh, get the game in on Monday night. So with that, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up here. We got some good talk in on the Panthers' upcoming opponent. So hopefully uh, we learned at least a little bit. Uh, on uh, what Arizona, on what Arizona will uh, will do or what they'll look like on Sunday. So thanks as always for tuning in. Really appreciate the support. Thanks for making me a part of your Wednesday, and hope to see you guys right here tomorrow for Crossover Thursday with myself, Alex Clancy, and Bo Brack as we bring you some crossover goodness for Sunday's game between the Panthers. And the Cardinals. Until then, I'm signing off. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, take care of yourselves and each other, as Jerry Springer used to always wonderfully say. So take care. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. I'm out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.